Ho! Hey folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And if you want to check out a podcast, I said if you want to check out a podcast, check out Marking Out, Tough Guy. Ho! This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We marking out, y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is RVD's favorite episode because this is episode 420. And you can listen to this and all other 419 episodes on MarkingOut.com. And also, if you don't want to go to MarkingOut.com, you can go to all those uh, podcasting sites like Apple has a podcast, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Make sure when you're going there, you rate review and subscribe uh we'd really appreciate you know five stars or if you want to give us one stars just don't leave one regardless that's one and you can find a shirt that says that at prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out hope you maybe scored for the few people that did scored some on the big president's day sale that was extended 24 hours did you get some shirts brandon i did not get some shirts all right cool uh british sir brandon esquire uh anyway so yeah ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Social media wise, Facebook.com slash marking out. Twitter.com slash marking out. YouTube.com slash marking out 11. You can email us, marking out one at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Uh, due to scheduling difficulties, Dave will not be with us this evening, but you can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. As you heard, I am sitting here with. A very British Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, cheerio. Ah, uh, hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. All right, well. See, um, I, I listen. Think, I listen. Yeah, I know. I know. And I, I think you made that up, not Dave. Oh, 100% I was me. Yeah, I know it was. I'll just, I'm just call Spade yeah. a Spade out. See, and, and you listen to the show. He doesn't. He'll never yep. hear this conversation. That's right. That that's right. So anyway, um, yeah, I missed last week due to illness. But how was this week that you just had, Brendan? It was Could good. Tell? I had uh, I had pizza finally. It was on Valentine's Day. Did you get a heart shaped pizza? I did not. First of uh-huh. all, the heart shaped pizzas I'm assuming is only served by pizza product shops. No, there's a pizza place around the block from me that was doing the whole gimmick. Oh, yeah. yeah no, mine was mine was regular circle. Normal. Okay, and it was delicious. What'd you have on it? Oh, just cheese. Just cheese. You didn't pull the uh, the Kevin Owens uh, promo from this week and uh, get pineapple and uh, I don't ham even on think. It? I don't think. Uh, well, first of all, I don't eat ham on pizza. I don't eat ham in general. But uh, and see, there's a debate that goes back and forth between people whether or not pineapple belongs on pizza. I'm for pineapple, and I think that if you, it. I think if you're complaining about having pineapple on pizza, you've either never had it made correctly, or maybe you just don't like pineapple. Okay, I, I'm all about pineapple on pizza. Yeah, I'm about that life. I, I prefer fresh pineapple compared to like if you go to a canned gimmicks. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, but uh, I also I, I crushed Happy Hour. Cool. Where? I went to Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Got the uh, the little burger bites. Got some nachos. Um, uh, got some avocado egg rolls as well. All right, sweet. And then I left with a chocolate cake, a piece of chocolate Ooh. cake. Yeah. So did you tell people thanks for the chocolate cake? No. <laughs> oh. No. You should have. It would have been great. I should have said good luck, son. Good yeah. looks on the chocolate cake. Yeah, when you got the cake brought to the table. Here you go, sir. Oh, Here's man. your cake to go. You should have been like, good looks on the chocolate cake. Yeah, it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, extreme. Uh, yeah. Extreme. And then uh, I went to IHOP and Sweet. had all-you-can-eat pancakes. Nice. How I, you- I had to. I went. I had nine. Okay. Not bad. And I was like done. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. And it's weird because I think the last time they ran this promotion, I think I had 11. I think the first stack might have been um, like four or five, I mean. Okay. And then the next two stacks were three. Okay. This time it was the first stack was five and the next stack was four. Hmm. So. All right. But yeah, I would, I love pancakes. They're so good. They, I have a story about a, a pancake eatery that I went to. Ooh, when, ask, ask me about my week. <laughs> well, considering uh, how that is basically my week, how was your week? Uh, it was good. It was busy. As I say every single week, I feel like a broken record, but um, I filmed uh, – I thought I was done with basketball. It's now uh, basketball playoffs here on Long Island, so I had three games to film over the weekend, which was pretty cool. had some restaurant work on Monday. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I was in New Jersey for a shoot, and today uh, I was doing some work at home. You didn't. And... Uh, you didn't get any oranges for Valentine's Day. No, I made a very nice dinner for Valentine's Day. Actually, I was feeling a little better, um, so we made some skirt steak and some zoodles. What? And, oh, right, zucchini and, and heart uh, heart shaped raviolis. Oh, ooh, yeah, real delicious. Some real ravioli. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. It's, it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> it was a Valvinus <laughs> like impression. Just felt like using the Valvinus gimmick, huh? Yeah. All right. Um, and then today, speaking about going to a breakfast eatery, me and Rachel went to Thomas's Ham and Eggery right there in Old, Old, Old Country Road. If you're a Long Islander and you know all about it, it was divine because that's how great it was. I had a 16-ounce steak and two over-easy eggs with hash browns and – Whole wheat toast with uh, grape jelly on it. Stupendous. You ever go to uh, Maureen's Kitchen out east? No, but I've heard good things about that. Yeah, I, I would your, like to go there again. Is your food served in a skillet? I I don't know if they have any skillet gimmicks, but uh, for the most part, no. For the like, for the most part, if you don't get there, they sell out. Oh, I know. Well, this place, like, even here, like we sat at the counter because it was like a fifteen to twenty minute wait to get a table, and the place is super. <laughs> yeah, it's super it's really small. It's super small, but the food is outstanding. Uh, I didn't eat until I ate for dinner this evening, and I got halal. So a little, uh, and uh, the kids went to bed nice and early. Wipes out getting dirty tacos, and uh, oh, I, what is it? what's a dirty taco? I spoke about that place on the podcast. Like oh, about a month or so I thought ago. I was here. I was thinking like she's getting like booze infused tacos or something. That would be pretty great, actually. Speaking of booze, I don't have any in front of me right now. We could probably uh, do that, <laughs> like tequila tacos or something. Yeah. It was funny because I was in my car today. I was driving – when we were driving around, 
my phone gets linked to my my system in my car. So all of a sudden I'm flipping through and all of a sudden you know what comes comes on? The music bed that we use for when you're eating chips in that cooking with Randon episode. Yeah. Because I have everything in my iTunes, you know. My <laughs> so iTunes do you stores. like do you just randomly sometimes have like clips of me saying, I am the man, I am the man. <laughs> I am the master. <laughs> that actually happened this week. Get out of here. No, not lying, I swear. <laughs> like random episodes of Marking Out come on. I was driving actually when I was driving to and from Jersey the other day, I was listening to the old episodes of Talk and Shop, Carl mm. Anderson and Luke Gallo's podcast they used to have when they were in Japan. Yeah. Where they were just just black like at points they're just blackout drunk and they're just making a podcast. <laughs> oh, it was so terrible. It was so terrible. And there and Carl Edison didn't have his uh, abs that he does now. The old abskies. The old abskies. So <laughs> that was uh and that's that's my week. This weekend it's gonna be a bunch of work. Work, 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 work. Yeah. Tomorrow's apparently National Margarita Day, so oh, when I come is it? from work I'm gonna have to have a margarita. Or seven. I don't know. I'll just I'll eat Mexican food. Why don't you eat a margarita pizza? Well, that's that's uh well. Hmm. Yeah, good idea. I don't know. I had my uh, mindset on Mexican food. <laughs> fake margarita. You can have a fargarita. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we actually, let's... we had a uh, we had a comment this week. What? Yeah, Ben Hendley's. Wow, Ben! Thanks, buddy. Yeah, he said, "Hope you're doing well." I've been keeping up with training and wanted to show you guys a uh, a short clip of him in action. Is it on the? And he said, "Thanks the, for encouraging for the encouraging words." Yeah, marketout.com. Yeah, I, I watched it. You watched the clip. All yeah. right. Well, we appreciate Ben. Streamable. All right. Thank it, you for. Uh... It's pretty cool because it's like he's been a follower for. Oh, right, the Gutsky. He's been a follower for the longest time, and yeah, he's been following. Now oh, he's playing to the camera. Okay, give it. I'll be just getting pushed. Into... Is he the one doing the pushing, or? Uh, I'm not sure. Does he have a tank top on? Ben, I... please give give confirmation. Up, oh, look, nice up and over. Up, nice euro uppercut. Nice clothesline. Up, gets back up. Shoulder tackle up. He's up again. Is this this is the uh, the return spot up? Here we go. Flip two kick out. Up. He's back up, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! Now kick to the gut. What's he doing? Looks like he's gonna go for a suplex. Up. He reverses. And wait a minute. Up. He's go. Roll up. One, <laughs> two. He kicks out. Oh my god! This is a back and forth match here, folks. Oh, this is now a, pl- uh, a watch along podcast. Big DDT right onto the mat. He looks like he's out. He's got one hand. Very, he beats him with one hand. What a chauvinistic, yeah, right? chauvinistic kind way of, to pin somebody, especially being of, a rookie. Oh, of, man, I hope he's going to have to lace up everybody's shoes for that. All right. Now think, let's get on to – I think Ben that? was the one in the uh, the shirt. Uh, not the tank top? No. All right, good. I think. Well, you kick out of that immediately and you go stiff on him, brother. Anyway, appreciate it's it's so cool to see like the growth of like our fans since we've been doing this. Actually, Benny was just a little little dude. Yeah, it's I mean it's crazy. Like I mean, it's been eight years. Yeah, I was what, 20, 21 or something. Yeah. Now I'm You're almost thirty. <laughs> almost thirty. All right, let's get on to uh, the sports entertainment aspect of life, and that being the elimination chamber. Yeah, took place 
Houston, Texas, Toyota I, Center. You know, it's actually called No Escape in Germany. Yeah, because, uh, you know, the Holocaust. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, Brandon did win predictions on this one, though. I My... Mm. My one, Rats. my one thing that I got incorrect were the Usos. Who would have seen that one happening? No, especially after you know. Well, I mean, even I mean, I had no idea. Come the time we recorded. Oh yeah, well you know after we recorded, it was found out that over the weekend, uh, Jimmy Uso was arrested for squaring up with a cop uh, after Naomi had pulled over. Uh, there was a smell of alcohol in the car. However, Naomi's was not was not drunk. Uh, and but that didn't stunt the Usos from winning the tag team titles. No, I know where, and I also know that's that, a it's a great thing that uh, Naomi wasn't drunk driving. Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. But it's still it's like, why are you gonna square up with a cop? I I don't I I don't get they have uh, guns. Teasers. I don't get the mindsets of of people when they do that. It but I mean again it just I guess that's like a something that happens when people drink. I've had somebody try to square up to me when they were drunk, <laughs> and and I, I, we were walking in Boston, and it was a group of us. It was when it was uh, for Silva's wedding when I wasn't oh, nice. invited, but I still went. <laughs> <laughs> I went to babysit, but uh, we were all walking, and I, I don't know if there's I guess there's like a movie or something where somebody yells out Emilio. And okay. a pizza truck passed us that said Emilio's on the side. So they yell out, Emilio! And the dude across the street starts flipping out. Starts taking off his shirt, his jacket and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to fight? Like, 10 of us? 11 of us? And some of them were perhaps professional wrestlers? Um, y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think two two of them at that point were nice. <laughs> was it Silva and uh, no? Well, he but, was the half of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, uh, start off with the pre-show, Matt, the kickoff show, we should say. Uh, Buddy Murphy just he he beat, he beat Akira to death. Wow. Why? Why? I can't talk. Me can't talk good. Would you like me to say Buddy Murphy? Yes. That's, that's Buddy, Buddy Murphy picked up the victory over Akira Tozawa. Yeah. Ah, oh, the smash was awesome. There was like, yeah. there was parts of it where I was like, man, Akira Tozawa could pull this off. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, now Buddy Murphy's on a good run right now. Dude, Buddy Murphy caught Akira Tozawa from a suicide dive on the outside and hit a brain buster. Caught him. Man. Yeah, I feel like and that then, was the one. Then they did the dirty dancing spot in the, <laughs> on, on, top, on the top rope and did a, a, a Hurricane Rana reversal. Yeah, it was sick. Don't sleep on 205 Live. Yeah, don't. Absolutely not. It's, so, a, it's such a good product. These guys are killing it. And the pay-per-view matches prove that. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like now, what's next for Buddy Murphy? It feels like he's went through the entire 205 Live roster. But this week they said on 205 Live there's going to be a tournament leading up to WrestleMania. The winner is going to face Buddy Murphy for the title of WrestleMania. Yeah. I would love. To, I want to see Tony Nese win. I would like to see that as well. We have uh, Tony Nese versus Kalisto on the next episode of Two Hundred Five Live. So it's like, I mean, it's quite difficult to choose between the two of them. But I really do hope this is Nese's time. Absolutely, especially with, with Tony Nese's like association with Buddy Murphy. 
Imagine the dramatic videos they make for that. I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, before the pay-per-view actually started, they uh, brought out Mark Henry. Yeah. And they, Which they is cool. gave him a shout-out and everything. He uh, put over 205 Live. Because he's from Houston, Texas. Yeah. But more importantly, he put over 205 Live. Yeah. And he also, yeah, on the, uh, the panel, also right? put over the – No, no, no. He, they brought him out on like the – he came out through the entranceway and did a quick little thing up, uh, up by the entranceway. Okay, that's right. Okay, I got myself confused. And uh, he put over the Iconics as well. But they didn't win. Yeah. yeah, they did not win, which then segues to the main show because the first match to start off the show was the Elimination Chamber for the Women's Tag Team Championships. As expected, the Boss and Hug Connection of Bailey and Sasha Fanks defeated Carmella and Naomi, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, Nia Jackson Tamina, the Iconics, as Brandon just mentioned, and the Riot Squad. Fun little match here. What I thought was really cool. Um, obviously, we had Boss and Hug Connection entering first because they lost. Yeah. Um, also entering first were Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, and yeah. they were the last team to get eliminated. Yeah, so it was cool that you saw the the longevity of the two teams in there, and you know they were able to go along. I don't think it was like the greatest match. I don't think uh, it was. I think the it was best. fun. I mean, I would I would say it was like incredible, but I thought it was fun. I the, thought the Riot Squad, you know, trying to cower above the the cell was fun. Yeah, I, I to me, I thought it was dumb when Nia Jackson to me to get eliminated, and they didn't do anything. You don't need everybody to do everything. I thought they, no, no, I I meant I mean no, I mean they didn't do anything as in like I, I would have expected a team like that to like beat up people afterwards. Yeah. Just like when Samoa Joe got eliminated, he he didn't do anything either, and for weeks Samoan isn't the same, Brandon. No, 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 no. Yeah, there, there you go with the no, 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 no. not that's not what. And also on the episode that you said I said that I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't do it, guys. But I, I just would have expected them to do damage to someone because they were pissed off that they lost. Yeah, true. Okay. All right. So next up on this little thing is the match we spoke about. The Usos of the Tag Team Champions defeating Miz and Shane McMahon. Spoke about that. Did not expect that at all. No, I didn't expect it at all. I think that, I thought there was going to be some like some run with the Miz and Shane McMahon, but this could turn into, you know, maybe a tag team. Uh, now it could be a Miz and Shane McMahon storyline, which will lead to you know WrestleMania in a one-on-one match. Well, I hope well, not. I, but hey, <laughs> I I don't I yeah yeah I don't know. We'll discuss more on SmackDown, I guess. Absolutely. Next up, you had a handicap match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. We have a new Intercontinental Champion in that and Finn Balor pinning Leo Rush, not pinning Bobby Lashley. I thought this was a smart thing to, A, extend some sort of little feud going on between Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, but also to put the Intercontinental title on a, a good hands. You know, it's like you, Finn Balor should have been the Universal Champion, should have had a good run with it. He didn't because he got injured. You know, now here's a good time for make Finn Balor shine and make another one of your top baby faces on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, uh, and then Lashley attacked Leo Rush afterwards. Yeah, really beat him down. It was funny. I was watching, I was watching this match. I think it was with Rachel, and she's like, "Who is this little guy in the ring?" I'm like, "Oh, that's Leo Rush. That's his like 
manager mouthpiece. She's like, he looks like a baby. <laughs> I was like, yep, well, he can do some crazy things in the ring. And outside the ring as well. Yeah, I, I, I say it every week. He's spectacular when it comes on the microphone. Next uh, up for the WWE Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey, as expected, defeated Ruby Riot. In this squash. was dumb. Uh, I mean, I don't I think. I didn't it. like this at all. I don't think it was dumb. A minute and 40 seconds, by the way. I, I didn't like it. Okay. I mean, I like the fact she can't dress up like Sonya Blade. You had, uh, well, yeah, that's, uh, I guess she's going to be in Mortal Kombat 11. 11, that's, that is Korea. But uh, the bigger thing from this, you had Charlotte sitting ringside for the match. And afterwards, she gets in the ring. They have a stare down. Becky Lynch comes from the crowd with her crutches, attacks, beats the hell out of Charlotte Flair. The Like, really hands it to her with those crutches. Yeah. Then uh, attacks Ronda Rousey. And doesn't Ronda Rousey use the crutch also? If well, I'm not Rousey mistaken? went to she. Becky Lynch handed her the crutch. Rousey went to use the crutch, and only to have Lynch beat up Ronda Rousey as well. Cut her open, busted her head open. But here's my here's my question with that, because I saw a lot of people on. I mean, one in particular. I saw Bully Ray mention that like he thought it was kind of silly. For Ronda Rousey to try to use the crutch? Well, yeah, I think Taz did that. I think Taz said that as well. Because, you know, she's such a lethal weapon. It's, it's like, why she... I don't get why they would have had her do that. Yeah. Why would they make her look like the coward? Because maybe Charlotte shouldn't be in that position, and she's, like, pissed that it's not Becky Lynch? Yeah. I don't know, but... Uh... The, the bruise that Charlotte showed off afterwards, I figured I might as well tie it into the picture of the week, looks literally looks like an E.T. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. So uh, the, I think it's very subpar match leading to a really, I think was a really good segment. With which Becky. one? Which, with Becky Lynch? Yeah. No, yeah, I thought it was great because also they, they told you that Oh, the night before, Becky Lynch got injured at the hands of Charlotte Flair. She may have re-aggravated her knee. And it's like you put that doubt in her being there, and then she comes out. It, this match between Ronda Rousey and Ruby Riot meant absolutely nothing. Right. You knew that there was going to be something else going in there because they're trying to build up to WrestleMania. They still have another pay-per-view or special event before that, but still, like, these small things, like especially, yeah, I mean, it stinks to say that Elimination Chamber could be, you could make it a throwaway event, but I mean, there were some big implications going on here with the tag team titles, which I thought was silly, but. Well, in regards to a throwaway event, um, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, and Leo Rush, I thought could have been on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. As well as Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. Baron Corbin picking up the victory with the uh, mm-hmm. help of his uh, alliance. Yeah, Bobby Lashley came out for that, as well as Drew McIntyre. But I, isn't it funny too that like Bobby Lashley comes out after he yeah. lost the got to the title a match, you know, a match and a half. It just like I didn't, I didn't get it. And then they did the the Shield power bomb through two tables, which I thought was a cool spot. But I, overall, though, I just didn't, I didn't get it. Um, uh, again, it's like the what I, the, the build down the baby face to eventually pull them back up. I think yes, but that that's what they're doing with Braun Strowman. You know, maybe after WrestleMania, he'll start going back up to 
being one of the top dogs, but it looks like, you know, Drew McIntyre might get that. So you never know. Yeah. Your main event of the evening now, Daniel Bryan successfully defended the WWE Championship in, in, in an Elimination Chamber match. Uh, him coming out number uh, one. Number one. Kofi Kingston coming out number three. Bravo to Kofi Kingston. Again, spectacular job on his part. Uh, spectacular. Just the whole match was fun. It was. Yeah, you know. What's with you just saying one word? I'm what, like, I'm like no, I'm thinking about the match. <laughs> Daniel Bryan hitting the running knee to win, uh, to win it clean. No help from the outside from uh, Eric Rowan. I think, yeah, see, I was expecting maybe we'll see like the Wyatts come on from under the ring or something. Which in itself, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not disappointed and I'm not glad that it didn't happen because I probably would have been fine if it did happen but the whole like ending the last match itself was at that point was daniel bryan and kofi kingston yes and they they were in there for quite some time yeah at, at least 10 10 more minutes than everyone else and i thought that was like they put on a really good match between the two of them and there yeah. were many times where you would like, oh my God, Kofi Kingston is about to win the WWE Championship, and then obviously didn't. But no. But hey, listen, the people are behind Kofi. We've been saying it for years. Kofi Kingston should be WWE, should be WWE Champion. Looks like they're gonna give him some legs with this, and we'll mention that when it gets over to SmackDown. So I mean, you could have missed Elimination Chamber and been okay with it, in my opinion. Um, I, well, and also another thing that I think I could complain about, the camera angles were god-awful on the pay-per-view. They were absolute garbage. Yeah, I saw you tweeting all I don't, about that. It made no sense. They kept missing moves and everything. And they did. And then the only way we would get, like, an actual view of the move is on a replay. And they, they continued that on Raw and SmackDown this week. I didn't get it. Hey, listen. Maybe these guys are new camera, camera guys. Or maybe the producer needs to go. Well, there's like eight new producers backstage. No, 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 no. It's not, that's it's not, not the producer. That's, no, no, no. I didn't – yeah. I, well, producer and not the match producer, the, the television portion. That's director. Kevin Dunn. I don't think Kevin Dunn would be called the director. Yeah. Because you're, you're, direct, you're producer, directing – no, but you're directing the camera angles. You're directing what camera goes there. He's got in-ears to all those guys. It's like, hey, hit here, hit here, hit here, hit here, and then he's the one making the cuts. I assume it's Kevin Dunn, and for years people have complained about Kevin Dunn, and for years he's not – he's just here still. So who knows? <laughs> where where are the, the bodies hit? <laughs> where are the bodies hit, Kevin? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know that reference. He's there because he knows something. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so. And, uh, yeah. So, let's, uh, since you don't like the camera angles on one show, let's talk about the other show you don't like camera angles on. Monday Night Nitro. Yep, kicking off with Triple H coming out, talking about how great Elimination Chamber was the night before. Kofi Kingston uh, super over here. Yeah, Kofi Kingston super. Well, he is. Yeah. And. Announced the first inductees into the WWE Hall of Fame, which is he inducts himself into the Hall of Fame and the rest of Degeneration X. Which uh, a lot of people are complaining about. 
listen, everybody's going to complain about everybody's going to complain about everything. Um, because people wanted China to go in by herself. I feel like this is a good way to get China's first induction there. The next year, you make her, you put her in again. Well, I mean, I don't think it has to be next year, but down the road. But I, it's I, certainly I, not saying that China's not going to get in there as a solo competitor. And I think the greatest example of this is this year's inductee, Triple H. He's going he, in first as a as a faction. Yeah, but he's, he's sure he's definitely a shoe in for for solo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, honestly, I think yeah. all of them could be solo. Kind of. Um, I don't know about Xbox. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. Mm. X Pac, I don't know the New Age Outlaws. I could see them going as a tag team, not solo. Right. Shawn Michaels is in like eighteen times already. Well, HBK is in as a solo. This is his two-time induction. This he's joining Ric Flair as the only two-time inductee. Unless we do end up seeing the Hart Foundation inducted this year, that being Brett would get his second one, Jimmy Hart would get his second one, and then Anvil would get his first. But that's that's another thing with that as well, is Jimmy Anvil Neidhart didn't have a storied career, like um, career as a solo as a, right. single. Yeah, absolutely. But a hundred percent deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. And if they uh, were as, going, as, as even if, but even if they were going to induct him like solo, it's I think it's still Hall of Fame worthy based off of his tag team career. But if they want to go ahead and induct him as a as a faction or a tag team, that's completely fine. Yeah. And um, in regards to what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know what you're going to say either. But <laughs> any, well, let's continue on with Triple H's promo. So, New Age, the WD Hall of Fame first inductees, D-Generation X. Oh, I was, that's right. I was going to say, apparently, DX was going to go in at Madison Square Garden in 2013. Oh, and really? Then, yeah, because originally, I think Bruno San Martino turned it down. And okay. And they were like, okay, we'll put DX in. And who knows at that point, who knows if China would have been inducted? Who knows if she would have been included in that? Yeah. Um, but then Bruno San Martino reconsidered, and they they made him the headliner, and everything yeah. around him. So that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, Becky Lynch, uh, if she appears again, she gets arrested. Triple she's H, gonna, Triple H she's gonna that. get her. She's gonna get arrested next week when she beats up Ric Flair mm-hmm. at his birthday party. Yeah, it's gonna be great. And then uh, Triple H went on to announce some. Also, some cool things. The NXT talent, some of them will be on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And then he introduced a tables match. Well, did you say which NXT talent he oh, introduced? Well, Aleister Black and Ricochet and DIY. Well, yeah, they're, respectively, they're Johnny Gargano. And they, they weren't introduced as DIY. Right, that's... Introduces that's Johnny Gargano and they're introduced to Master Champa. To Master Champa smiling. So, yeah, the, the tables match we had was... Braun Strowman picking up the victory over Baron Corbin. Yeah. Hey. Like well, I, I, I get. I, yeah. I, the night before. I get that it that he used a table at the pay per view or multiple tables at the pay per view, but I just think this was completely unnecessary. Especially it just like to me it just made Corbin uh, not Corbin uh, Strowman look weak. No. Cor- Corbin a... controlled the whole match. Yeah. Then he picked him up. How was Baron did... Corbin controlling the whole match? I don't get it. So people can get out, 
get on Braun Strowman's side to come back and make it back and that this that the other thing. I thought the coolest part of this was uh, Baron Corbin going to dive off the apron and Braun Strowman hitting him with the steel steps. What like he struggled almost it seemed to get the steps off, and I was able to luckily get them up and smash them in the into Corbin's face. Thought it was pretty cool. But uh, after the match, Paul Heyman came out. Braun Strowman randomly choked him. Like, hey, I don't maybe know. Paul Heyman likes that stuff. Okay. <laughs> but he lets him go. He goes to the back. And then Paul Heyman introduces a video package to hype up Brock Lesnar, which they then showed. I don't know if it was the same video package, but they showed another one or the same one later on in the night. I thought this was dumb. Uh, you're not going to have Brock Lesnar there. You're not going to have Seth Rollins there besides one very minimal backstage segment. you got to do something to hype up this WrestleMania match. Apparently, allegedly what it's saying that Seth Rollins isn't cleared to wrestle yet. Cause apparently, he's working with a back gimmick right now. So, And they want to make sure he's 100% healthy because he's going to be you know, kind of running the, uh, the show after WrestleMania, in my opinion. So... And then this led to more things that I didn't get because Finn Balor cuts off Paul Heyman. And then we cut to commercial and we come back and Paul Heyman is nowhere to be in sight. Yeah, because Finn Balor cut him off and they're getting to the next segment. I thought we were going to see something with Balor and Heyman. No, but yeah, Finn Balor comes out, talks about being the continental champion. He's then cut off by a very sad Leo Rush. Yeah, you shouldn't be champion. Lashley should be. Then Lashley comes from behind, hits him with the scoop slam. They go to attack him, and then whose music comes? The first of the NXT talent on there, Ricochet, comes out to uh, even the odds. We then hit a commercial break, and it's been announced it's a tag team match. As with, if we if, didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. And as, what we didn't know was going to happen either, that Finn Balor and Ricochet picked up the victory. Ricochet hit in the 630, which I kind of, especially like, I kind of marked for it because you never thought that you'd ever see a 630 in WWE on Raw, on SmackDown, and you saw it this week. I popped because of commentary during this match. Why? Renee Young was mentioning, uh, like, um, inspirations of Ricochet, and she brought up Evan Bourne. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, this was It was a fun match. Yeah, it was, it's been, I liked... Seeing Ricochet and Leo Rush in the ring together. Yeah, Ricochet looked have... good here. I liked and... him. I liked how he dodged Bobby Lashley on the outside, did the the backflip over uh, on the yeah. barricade, and, and then Balor rushed. was right there, ready to hit the uh, the drop kick. But yeah, 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 Ricochet got lucky there too. Yeah, I totally. I was. I'm about it, and I want to see more Ricochet on main WWE programming besides NXT. I liked the team of Balor and Ricochet. Yeah, so did I. So did I. I liked it a lot. I feel like, and I'll, I'll wait till my I'll have that question at the end of the show. But uh, next up, you had Triple H talking with Natalia. Drew McIntyre walks up, said he wants the uh, he wants to prove himself. Dean Ambrose walks up, sets he, up a match. Well, yeah, he wanted he wanted Seth Rollins on Raw and. Ambrose comes up and goes, I'm not doing anything. Slaps the heck out of Drew McIntyre. Triple H goes, you still want that match with Seth? <laughs> Again, going back to what I said 
two weeks ago. Dean Am- apparent allegedly it says that Dean Ambrose doesn't like the hokey stuff. Great, he was f- f- fantastic here. The I like I like that backstage promo. Yeah, I thought it was a really good like it showed intensity from like McIntyre goes yeah like it's cool and all that you're like paying attention to the new NXT guys but like when I came up to the roster I said this and I want this. Yeah, I want Rollins. So they're still slowly building Drew McIntyre as well. And if he's not like a WWE champion or universal champion by the end of 2019, I'm like, I'd be shocked. He'll be, he's, I I feel like after WrestleMania, it's going to be a Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre feud going forward, which I, yeah, I'm I'm all about that. All about that. Next Uh, match. you were all about as well. Up, uh, we had Grand Metallic and Lince Dorado of the Lucha House Party taking on Hawkins and Ryder. Getting their uh, tag team match on Raw. Loved do you, it. Do you think they had an end game for this when they started Hawkins' losing streak? No. I don't think so. I don't think they had an end game for it until it picked up as much traction as it did. And then the whole revival tag team thing, and I was like, okay, guess what? Now we got likes for this, and now we can do something with uh, Hawkins to end his losing streak, especially in New York. It's He's like, it's probably- crazy. Well, that's a, that's why I said, like, do you think maybe they, like, knew something? Because, like, how long do they know WrestleMania would be here? I don't think so. That's That goes back to the, the Cruiserweight Championship. Not that I think they had anything, like, no, like, any knowledge of it or anything, but... Given that it's New York, New Jersey, I would like to see Tony Nese take that finale, and that would be cool to see him win the title there at WrestleMania. But yeah, totally. But yeah, in regards to this match, um, it it obviously it did what it had to do. Yeah, it gave Hawkins and Ryder their loss, where now Zack Ryder by proxy is on a losing streak. I would kind of like to see them do like solo matches as well. Where like Ryder picks up a tag, uh, not a tag team victory. He picks up a solo victory, and then like Hawkins tries to have a solo match but can't pick up a vic- a victory. Yeah, I would like to see that. That's a good idea. Here. I really like that. I really like that concept, Brandon. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Did you welcome. Uh, did you by any chance listen to their podcast this week? I listen to their podcast every single week. I really I like their interview with Heath Slater. I, I get like it's, Dang. I get that they're not doing interviews every week, and it was like a a and rare I, a rare thing for them to do an interview with Ambrose last week, and now an interview with Slater. But I think it's cool because it gives like insight to like the backstage. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Instead of like the podcast relationships questions. and did, stuff. Yeah, where did you train? Who was your opponent on your first match? You know. I also that, I like that they released that YouTube video of them going to Toys R Us in Canada. Yeah, and then you I've get been, to see uh, more been... backstage relationships with uh, Finn Balor, and then Strowman's in there calling people nerds. I've been getting, uh, I've been getting a couple figs over the past couple weeks. Yeah, see, I can't do the whole like, oh man, for they had Toy Fair this past weekend. I'm uh, not Funkos. Week. Well, not even no, not even Funk. I don't care about Funkos. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. I really do not care about Funkos. The only reason why I have a Funko Pop. Is to either get signed or it's because it's spent uh, two hundred dollars on on eBay. No, that's the one out of five hundred Zack Ryder. <laughs> See, there's a reason why you bought this very particular pop. 
Yeah, it's either it's either that I'm going to get it signed, or because it's a Zack Ryder merch thing, I show support. If Hawkins gets one, I'll get one of him. I like yeah. that. Like I have a bunch of Zack Ryder figures, and I have the two new Kurt Hawkins figures. I, well, I well I buy the figures because for my I like the retros because I like the retros, but I buy the Mattel the the Mattels for my son. But he denounced them last week when I bought him a Drew Gulak. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He's like I don't want any more wrestling figures. So I was like, <gasps> what? Go maybe, to your room and think about what you just said. Maybe you could restart him up when they uh, release those Batman Lucha figures. True, I could do that. Um, but the reason why I brought but, up Toy Fair was because the the Hardy Boys, the oh, ringside exclusive, uh, the ringside exclusive Hardy Boys figures of like the new brood. I want those so bad. They're fifty dollars. <laughs> I don't think I could spend. <laughs> like I maybe will shell it out. I don't know. I have to like. I don't know. But like, the, like like the Hardy Boys are one of my favorite tag teams and. The, the scans or whatever there they may, are these days. There may not be a life-size cutout of Brandon dressed up like Jeff Hardy in his garage. Uh, that may have or may not have made it into Cooking with Brandon episode 3 with a Billy Joel mask on that for whatever reason Brandon has a Billy Joel mask because he went to his birthday party one day. One year. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so they're one of my favorite tag teams. So I, I, I really don't collect figures anymore. Once Mattel took over, I stopped. Aside from Ryder. And, no. and like the random, like I have a Kalisto or two. I have obviously, no, I think I just have two. Um, I have, I have Kelly Kelly cause come <laughs> on, let's face it. No, don't, don't do that. There's ears. People listen to podcasts with ears. <laughs> what do you, what do you listen to with your mouth? <laughs> Hands. I don't know. <laughs> But, no, but I bought Jordan the Drew Gulak. He denounced them. And then I still have – I was going to give him for putting his Easter basket. I have the Hawkins figure and I have the Pete Dunn figure. Now I, they're just going to no, sit in my give closet. give it to him anyway. Who is, who, they, who is he to tell you he doesn't want wrestling figures anymore? I was, he doesn't get to choose that. You buy was, him the toys. I was so depressed. I really it's like, was. oh, Dad, I want another Hatchable or whatever they're called. Uh, no, but then he's sitting there on Monday watching this Finn, Finn Balor – the Finn Balor-Ricochet match, loving Ricochet and Finn Balor. I'm like – like if I came home with a with a, a Finn Balor figure, he probably would have loved it. But hey, listen, I'm not a five year old. I'm just a 33 year old podcast and obsession with uh, wrestling. Moving on. Yeah, Charlie Next. Caruso interviewing Heavy Machinery, yeah. which uh, they were then cut off by Lacey Evans, who we didn't mention during the pay per view. Came out, did absolutely nothing. Literally, literally her? just walked, did a catwalk gimmick, and that was it. Did the same thing here. Cool. I'm about it. I uh, dude. Keeping you. And then and then heavy machinery then like did their own catwalk thing while <laughs> while Lacey Evans watched. So I don't know if it's gonna turn into some sort of TNA thing between the three of them. What like do you mean? Test Albert and Trish Stratus, where like no I I mean she was looking at them like, hmm. At least that's what I was picking up vibes of. No, it's not happening. Sorry. I think what they're doing with Lacey Evans is dumb. They're I don't think, literally I don't, not doing – by having her not do anything, it's making me like – just be like, I don't want to see Lacey Evans at all. Right now, but, I think it's rumored to have Lacey Evans versus Asuka at WrestleMania because she's in for a huge push. 
I'd much rather see Charlotte versus Asuka with Asuka retaining the title and going over. I want to see Lacey Evans. Especially, what do we say about this new era? It's all about giving people opportunities and stuff like that. Charlotte Flair is... No, no, This, I, this I is the mark of me coming out, but, you know, Charlotte Flair is born with a silver spoon in her mouth. She's going to get whatever she wants. Give Lacey Evans a run. I get that I've been complaining, like, and that, like, oh, I mean, Becky Lynch did the complaining, too, that Charlotte gets everything she wants or whatever. Charlotte may end up being in a triple threat match at WrestleMania with Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. We don't know. Or it could be Fastlane. It could be Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. The winner gets Ronda Rousey. That's, I think, is more realistic. Uh, and then again, it could be like the ending isn't like an efficient ending where, oh, gotta have a triple threat. But we go have ourselves a knife fight. But I would like to see it be a singles match between Rousey and Becky Lynch. And I would like to see Charlotte versus Asuka because I still can't wrap my head around why Asuka lost at WrestleMania last year unless it was like. Some sort of like, I mean, I when as soon as that happened, I thought, okay, they're obviously going to put Charlotte Flair in the main event, like the last match of WrestleMania. But then this Becky Lynch stuff happened, and it's like, ah, uh, maybe not. So I'd like to see some sort of like redemption arc there. Yeah, because it's like Oscar <laughs> claims, like, oh, I beat Charlotte, I beat Becky, but you really didn't. You you were you you the only reason why you're champion is because of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, next up, you had two more of the big NXT names that are coming on Monday night in a tag team match with NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa and NXT North American champion Johnny Gargano picking up the win over the tag team champions of Raw, the Revival. We had a uh, backstage segment between the two teams, as well yeah. as uh, well. I mean, first it was uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable saying that they shouldn't have this match. They, they should have to work their way up to get a match with the tag team champions. And instead, they should have this match. And then the Revival come into the picture, talking trash. And I'm sitting there like, yo, imagine if this was a three-way tag team match. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, if they want to welcome DIY back on Raw next week or something and have them tag up to, to face uh, the Revival and Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, I'm all for that. Yeah, and by the way, DIY versus the Revival. When you find out that they're having this match on Monday Night Raw, one of the best matches. I think it was match of the year in in NXT. Two thousand seventeen. One of the best matches in NXT history. It did not disappoint. I was so happy that they were doing this. I kind of feel like I'm pissed off yelling at this. <laughs> but, I think it's just market a little bit, dude. DIY got a huge victory here. They got they hit meeting in the middle, boom, one, two, yeah. three. Pin the tag team champions. Yeah, huge. But here's my thing with this that I think may it irks me a little bit, but it doesn't irk me to the fault. It's like, you know, whatever. Do you feel your North American champion and your tag team champion? Now you're the North American champion and your NXT champion were featured as a tag team rather than highlighting them as your champions of your essentially your third brand just putting them in a a, a tag team match together well that doesn't like irky just a little bit well we've kind of been being we've they've kind of been building up diy in nxt so i don't 
it to me it doesn't really irk me. Mm-hmm. Because if you were to give them solo matches, they would still do the they'd still go out there, put on great matches. Yeah. But here you were able to like showcase them together. And I mean you I don't know, who knows where it's gonna lead to. True. Up next we have the Boss and Hug Connection speak about winning the tag team titles. Uh and basically said they'll defend the titles to all challengers, all brands. Hashtag NXT. I would mark out if uh, the women tag team titles are defended at the TakeOver New York. Um, did you see any I did. spoilers? I did okay. see spoilers. Yeah, okay. We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. But, uh, but then uh, Nia Jackson to me to come out and just ruin this. Uh, you know what? Uh, this Yeah, and then they went to go get in the ring and Boston Hug stopped it from happening. I thought it was a very weak promo from both teams, though. Yeah. I thought it was very weak. And now that they're tag team champions, please get them a remix theme song. Get them a new entrance. They shouldn't be coming out separate anymore. They're a tag team. They're tag team champions. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But next uh, up after this was uh, a match yeah. in which Drew McIntyre defeated Dean Ambrose. Quick, quick match. Very yeah, again. quick match. Dean Ambrose doing the jobs before he leaves. Very, very quick match. I thought it was weird. Yeah. And then... Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And then backstage, Seth Rollins goes up to Dean Ambrose and says, you know, if you lost <laughs> your mind, what are you doing? He just goes, eh, and walks off. Yeah, which I thought that was funny. And it's like, have you completely lost your mind? He's always been, like, known to do what he wants. It's not like, this isn't <laughs> new. This isn't new to Dean Ambrose's character. No. Not not at all. It's just they're making him a face after being such a, a monster, relentless heel over the past you know couple couple weeks, months, whatever. Yeah, he gets a, a face turn, comes out of nowhere, but maybe we'll see some sort of shield interaction next week. We don't know. But here's my here's my question to you, like, um, trying to so with it, like with the whole like Dean Ambrose. Thing I I don't know I just lost my train of thought I'm sorry let's get on to the next thing and that being well, I mean, why should could we mention even what that WWE announced Roman Reigns for Raw next week I was gonna wait till the end but yeah, yeah well, Roman I mean it's, we were there talking in with the Shield yeah <laughs> yeah so, he's gonna be on uh, Monday Night Raw next week to update his his uh, situation with leukemia so should be interesting I don't know what I was gonna say I'm sorry about that man that's fine. All right, so the, now next up, we talk about Elias? Yeah. Elias strumming on his old banjo. Just kidding, he had yeah. a guitar. He's sponsored by Fender. It's great. I so, still, I don't know if that's real or not. Uh, no, I think it is. Oh. So, hey, listen. Here's a $20 Fender each week so you can smash. <laughs> or I should say but, uh, smash it over your opponent's head, I guess. I know, <laughs> sm- I know, I know in this generation, smash means something else. Yeah, Smash Mouth. <laughs> yeah, somebody once told me Elias is the champion. Which isn't correct, because he's never been champion. Yeah, he hasn't been anything, but he did get off, cut off by somebody who was a champion <laughs> in NXT, and that being Aleister Black, making his Raw debut. Uh, I, I think it was I, pretty obvious at this point. Not to you, because you tuned in late. 
I tuned, honestly, I got home. I sat down. I was about to eat my chicken bikini. I'm like, oh, Eliza's on. Let me watch this. All of a sudden I hear, I was like, what? Yeah, so for somebody watching Monday Night Raw like myself, I think it should have been pretty obvious that it was going to be Aleister Black at this point facing Elias. And uh, they had a good match. An awesome match. I really, I want more from Elias. Yeah. and uh, it's, like, it's like he got too over and WWE just dropped it. Yeah. Like the whole Road Dog and, and Jeff Jarrett thing is just even more weird to me because it just, they didn't even like, nothing came of that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so. just beyond weird to me, but. But, okay, so th- so Aleister Black picks up the win over Elias. You had Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa beating the Raw Tag Team Champions. And then you had Ricochet teaming with Finn Balor to get a win. Which one of the four guys do you think shined the most this evening on Monday Night Raw? Um, on Monday Night Raw, I would have to say it was Ricochet. I agree. I agree 100% with you on that. But, see, I no, th- but it's hard to – because, like you said, with – like why why was DIY featured as DIY as opposed to single competitors? Yeah, uh, DIY put on an awesome performance too. They did, but I feel like I mean all of them kind of shined in their own. But I feel like Ricochet got the most. I think on their own of- separately, Ricochet. But as far as which match was better, I think DIY versus Revival was. Yeah. I thought the, the stuff they were doing in that was really good. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Everything, everything that all four of them did was good. Yeah, well, no, but I feel not, like, I'm like not, I'm not taking people anything like, away from them because there's people. There's, as I, and I and I've said before, there are people that don't have the WWE network that don't. Yeah. Yeah, all right, so like, also, see, the Ricochet. Crowd, the crowd was really bad. The crowd uh, kind of uh, sucked. Awful. Yeah, awful. The crowd was dead. So wait till WrestleMania weekend when we put you guys in your place. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next week, uh, Ric Flair's 70th birthday celebration. He's going to get beat up by Becky Lynch. And the women's division was the main event for the evening with Ronda Rousey yet again picking up the victory over Ruby Riot. This is a so much match. better. So much better. Like, this was a good match. This was a good match. The one on the pay-per-view was not good. Well, that was just a squash to, for... Right, there for was, Becky Lynch. Yeah, that was... To build that up, but like they I, had, thought this, uh, I thought it was a great way to end up on Night Raw. Ruby Ride hit that like middle rope senton, which like just like landed and looked like as like hard as can be onto Rousey. I thought that was so good, and then um, Ruby Riot popping up onto Rousey's shoulder to the uh, chair drop position. I thought that was like a very good like transition. And then it was reversed into the Alabama the well the reverse Alabama Slamma. Or slam? I never know if it's slamma or slam. I always called it Alabama slamma. That's what I because I could swear Hardcore Holly used to call it that, but I think these days they just call it the Alabama slam. Yeah, probably. But uh, but that I thought that was really good where she smashed uh, Riot's face into the corner, and then uh, the Riot Squad tried tried to attack after the match was over, and Rousey took him out. Yeah. Also, forgot to mention during the pay per view. Has nothing to do with Ronda Rousey. It ended at ten fifteen. It did. Like what a like I was expecting more to come of that. If it like, started at seven. But why did it end at ten fifteen? I don't know. Don't know, Brandon. I apologize about that. 
Like, I thought that was super weird. Like, you could have had Kofi and Debray go way longer than that. Kofi already went long enough. Right, which is why I thought maybe they could have had, like, Kofi go the extra mile. I don't know. Yeah. Not to say he didn't there. I thought it was still, he did last longer than everyone else. Speaking of Kofi, let's get on to SmackDown. Yeah, Shane O'Mac opening the show. uh, Said he was so impressed with the NXT guys, they're back. Or not back, they're there on SmackDown. All about it. Yeah. And then uh, Miz came out, spoke about losing the tag team titles, and asked Miz for a rematch. I mean, asked Shane for a rematch. And uh, the Usos come out, trash Miz, and Shane goes, no, 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 no. You do not get to trash the Miz. And uh, he set up a rematch for Fastlane. I thought people don't get rematch clauses. They don't, but Shane O'Mac made the match. It, yeah, wasn't a, he, it wasn't a rematch clause. It was, I'm going to make the match. The Usos basically, like, backed him into a corner. He had to. Yeah. And, right. then, and then later on, Miz told, uh, Miz told Shane that his father's going to be ringside. It's going to be in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, bro, Ohio. And uh, I'm thinking maybe this is where we see a heel turn from either Miz or Shane or something. I think it's going to be Shane. Or, again, maybe we won't see a heel turn at all, but we'll see... Miz and Daniel, uh, not Daniel Bryan, Miz and Shane uh, lose, leading to Miz versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Because who's going to be the champion's opponent come WrestleMania? Maybe Daniel Bryan won't even be champion. Maybe they'll throw us a a curveball. Pal. First match of the evening we saw was Alistair Black defeating Andrade Cien Almas, which I thought was really cool because this match took place last year at New uh, NXT Takeover New Orleans. Yeah, and they had a nice little feud uh, same, going up same to same building. Uh... Really? Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't realize it. Did they mention that in a commentary? I think they did. I know they mentioned something about having that match, but I didn't. I thought they might have mentioned, oh, I was a couple of miles down the road. No, it was at the Smoothie King Center. I think oh, it was cool. called Smoothie King Center. I, I know, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they, they mentioned it during the DIY match. Can we just hit my match of the week bumper here? Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Match. This is my match of the week. Hit it. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Yeah, this is my match of the week. Um, these guys had a hell of a match at that NXT TakeOver. I mean, I was going to make it, first it was going to be uh, Aleister Black versus Elias, but then when I saw this match, I'm like, oh, this match is going to go, and this, it, the match delivered. It was awesome. Really? Elias versus Aleister Black? Well, I'm just, because I'm just an Aleister Black mark. Oh. That's the only reason why. I really didn't have, I didn't really watch that much this week. So. I think, uh, I think they should give us back the CN Almas. They it's, should. It's no longer in his Twitter handle, but uh, it's still in his theme song. Yeah. I bet you Vince McMahon hasn't realized it yet. I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> just, I want so much more for Amos as well on the main roster. Yeah. So, but I just, he's putting on great match, matches. Put on another yeah, great match. Absolutely, yeah. And it's crazy, like, where did Rey Mysterio dip? Too. He's on. He's doing uh, dark matches. He's going to two hundred five live. He's doing dark matches. Same with the U.S. champion. We have not seen our truth since he won the title. Did you see that? Uh, excuse me. I did. did. You see that thing of him. In- and I'm 
like 99% sure we saw that video already without the title. Yeah, man, he's doing it again. Maybe I'm like, I'm like so convinced I've seen that video before. Okay. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, there's a video of our truth at a toy store. I believe it's like Walmart or Target or something. Mm-hmm. And somebody's looking for an action figure, and they turn, and there's a life size. It's our truth standing there, and they put him in the cart and take him, and he's still standing there like an action figure. Um, but the next match after that we saw were uh, the team of DIY taking on the bar stemming from a backstage segment. Yeah. At, that was interesting. At NXT TakeOver New Orleans, we saw that unsanctioned match last year between them in that building. Yeah. Uh, and Sheamus during this landed on Champa's knee during that powerbomb, which, or Sunset Flip powerbomb which maybe they should maybe stop doing that spot yeah because that's the same spot that injured seth rollins a few years ago oh yeah that's right it almost looked like the same thing happened and i haven't heard anything about champa's knee or leg or anything so i'm assuming Mm -hmm. he's okay yeah well that could have been quite dangerous seamus landed right on wrestling's wrestling's dangerous in general yes it is yes it is so but uh, they Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa picking up the win, beating both brands. Oh, wait, no, they're not tag team champions. No. Former yeah. tag team champions, though. Yeah. Also, I think uh, I think if this was given more time and, like, in the NXT environment, I thought it would have been really good. I thought it was still I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it wasn't good on the main roster or anything. I'm just saying, like, if it had more time and stuff. Like... That's like I don't mind seeing these NXT guys come up without actually like making their official like roster debuts, like ma- like becoming members of the roster. Like they're just like there right now, yeah. Like as a showcase, which is why I really I wouldn't mind seeing main roster guys go down there and do that in yes, NXT. I know. We we know Randy Orton, but I'm You're saying like if you, you but not even not even that like if you threw the bar down in NXT and like had them like kill it with tag teams down there. Like it's just like it like freshens up the product cuz it's stuff you don't like when at the beginning of Monday Night Raw it's like that you don't expect Triple H to be like, "Oh, by the way, we're going to feature NXT on Monday Night Raw tonight." And then Shane goes, "Oh, we're going to feature NXT again." Like you don't expect stuff like that. So I think it's yeah. cool. Yep. Which, I mean, we'll see. We are going to see that. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to say what, but we are going to see it. So that's still cool. Very, very. Uh, next up, you had an interview with Asuka. Yeah. Caleb Braxton was interviewing her and uh, brought up uh, Charlotte Flair, brought up Becky Lynch, brought up Ronda Rousey, and asked Asuka if she felt uh, lost in the shuffle. And Asuka yelled. She says she's ready for a new opponent. And laid out the challenge. Mandy Rose Mandy came out. Yeah. And uh, she said she's ready for Asuka. And Mandy Rose went on to defeat Asuka. Lacey Evans again making her appearance. Again doing absolutely nothing. DeVille hey. backed her away. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm about it. I mean, Mandy tried to use that to her advantage. Nothing happened. Um, but then Mandy Rose ended up faking an eye injury 
and then tossed tossed Asuka into the ropes and hit a uh, schoolboy to win. Here it is. Maybe this is the Fastlane Championship match. Yeah. It could be it, and then Lacey Evans is your uh, WrestleMania one. Yeah. Backstage, uh, I keep wanting to say Ric Flair. <laughs> it's Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I don't. Charlotte was interviewed about Becky Lynch, and she mentioned. You just, you're Be- just so excited for Ric Flair's birthday oh, party. Next I week. thought you were about to say you just called her Rick. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she mentioned Becky getting arrested if she shows up again. I again, you said you said this during Monday Night Raw. It's Ric Flair's 70th birthday party. How do you not have Becky Lynch show up and just beat up? Beat up for her. Ric Flair would just gig himself up. <laughs> Dude, she, she, needs, she needs retribution. Like, I feel like nothing came of that when they were having, I think it was Becky versus Charlotte at one of the pay-per-views, and Ric Flair just, like, kissed Becky out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. Becky Lynch is kicking the leg, and, his, and he's bleeding from his forehead. <laughs> He just sits there, Rick. Why are you bringing little razor blades to the ring? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, next up, another NXT standout, Ricochet, picking up the vi- victory over Eric Young, hits the 630 again. So we've seen the 630 twice in one week. I enjoyed Ricochet more on Raw than I did SmackDown. Why? I feel like this whole match was like a rest hold. Okay. And to me, it felt more like a glimpse into Ricochet's future, into, like, call-up future. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it was kind of... I mean, we saw the 630, whatever. It kind of felt watered down to me. Well, I mean, well, it's first... A, it's probably... We don't want to show everything off yet. Well, I mean, look at the match itself. Five, it was, like... Kind of looked like the five moves of Doom gimmick. You had the flippy-dippy. You had the flippy-dippy. You had the other flippy-dippy. Flippy-toppy... <laughs> you had the beep beep boop pop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Roddy Piper impression. I don't know if anyone knows that. No, I thought you were just trying to be some Italian guy. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. So I, I did. I enjoyed his his Monday Night Raw match better than SmackDown. But the, again, it wasn't it wasn't a terrible match on SmackDown. I want more for Sanity. They deserve more. Maybe it's. I mean, it took a while. From the call up to winning the tag team titles for the revival, so yeah. maybe but also called a a, a, a a very questioned walkout of their contracts for them to win the tag titles. Yes, yes, but maybe after WrestleMania is over, or once like everyone like of the new call ups are placed, such as Nikki Cross, and she finally gets placed on the same brand as Sanity, because the week after the night after WrestleMania and SmackDown is the, the shakeup. So yeah. maybe sanity will be moving to Monday night raw or something. And Nikki cross will land on raw. Maybe that's when we finally see the big push for sanity. Maybe. So we'll see. But, yeah. uh, the main event of the evening was a six man tag team match. AJ styles teaming up with, Jeff Hardy, I'm. I swear to God, I was sitting there, almost saying Ed Hardy for like. <laughs> it's that damn major podcast. <laughs> Stang. But uh, it was AJ Styles teaming up with Jeff Hardy and Kofi Kingston taking on Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, and Samoa Joe. 
And Kofi um, Kingston gets the pinfall victory on Daniel Bryan. Kofi yeah. Mania continues. I hope there's a Kofi Mania shirt this year. Um, um, hmm. Imagine he wins at Fastlane. Anyway, after the match, Shake Man comes out and says, hey, uh, Kofi Kingston's going to get a uh, title shot at Fastlane. Yeah. Imagine, and then what I, what I saw somebody say, imagine Kofi versus Daniel Bryan against Mustafa Ali at Mania. Who we didn't even mention was injured, had to get taken out of the Elimination Chamber match yeah. and got replaced by Kofi Kingston. Storyline-wise, that would only make sense. Concu- he says it's a concussion. Um, what oh, I'm yeah. Well, because uh, at, at a live event, I believe yeah. he was hit or whatever. But... Um, I, I mean, Kofi Kingston has, he's been the most over male in the company, at least for the past two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be absolutely incredible if he won at Fastlane. I don't, I, I don't necessarily think it'll happen, no, but. But I, we even, we all said this, we don't mind like a year long title reign for Daniel Bryan. I mean, I'm ready. I've said this probably every episode since he won the title. I'm ready for three years. <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah. So, and that was us, man. I thought, I thought this week, I mean, the two big shows, I thought well, were. Who debuted, by the way, this, this past February 14th in 1999. Where? In the WWE. Oh, the <laughs> yeah, he came wow. through the, the ring at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I was in the Bahamas when it happened. Club yeah. Med. Oh, yeah, so you're uh, planning a trip to Disney, Brandon? Oh, yes, I am. When? May, day after my birthday. Oh, yeah? The day after I accidentally turned 30. <laughs> you accidentally turned 30? The day after I turned 29 again. Oh, you're turning 30 this year? Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll see if I call it 30 or 29 I, the my, my little Sweeney clan here, we have scheduled a trip to Disney as well. When is that? September. Rush a shot a weekend. I thought you were about to be like, we're going May. <laughs> no, we're not going May. Rush a shot a weekend. Dirt cheap. And there's going to be no one in the park. It's going to be great. You staying on property or? We're staying on property. Oh, my God. What hotel? Uh, the All-Star Sports one. All-Star Sports. You're going <laughs> to uh, get some Mighty Duck Room. You're going to request that, Mr. Ryder. <laughs> no. What? I think Zack Ryder said that he requests the Mighty Duck Room. Oh, yeah. And he stays there. I don't know. I mean, whatever, we're not going to stay in the room that long because we're going to be out doing stuff. See, those hotels are really cool because they're like, they put you into the experience of I know. a hotel. Oh, I know. We stayed there when we went, uh, when Rachel did the marathon. But the... All-Star Sports or, no, you went Art All-Star Animation. Sp- All-Star Sports. Century. Oh, same, same hotel then? Yeah. What was that? It sounded like you blew a chauffeur for a second. <laughs> you blew a chauffeur? Yeah, you know the... Oh, no. Instead, I, when we took a break to put the match of the week bumper in, I actually, instead of getting water, I went and got a beer. Oh, so, when I was so you a did fish. a little jug band action? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. A little uh, Frontierland action? Yeah, that's speaking of Disney. That's it. Um... One last thing we got to talk about sports entertainment wise, we'll take a little break. Ski um, was the NXT this week. 
for, uh, first and foremost, they announced the return of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Uh, the finals will be at NXT TakeOver New York. So that's fun and exciting. Yeah, I'm always, like, it was cool that I got to see the finals of the Mae Young Classic this year. Mm-hmm. And now I get to see the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Oh, yeah, that's right, you mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then uh, biggest news coming out of this week, we have a new North American champion. With Velveteen Dream picking up a decisive win over Johnny Gargano, which is those- it's weird because they, I mean, they, I'm pretty sure, as per the reports, they filmed two different endings. We we have been sitting on this for quite some time. Now. Oh yeah, that's right. They filmed one where Johnny Gargano took the title back. Yeah, yeah, wow. But I guess they're just going with Velveteen Dream. Uh- well, that was like at the end of the last set of tapings, and there was new tapings on Wednesday, yesterday? Yeah, new tapings happened last night. So, we will talk about that in full detail Which going like, forward. oh my god, what <laughs> Oh my god, but yeah. yeah. Bob Backlund is now the NXT champion, folks. I mean, close to it. Yeah, but anyway, that, yeah, huge. That was huge. I think Velveteen Dream deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy. Spot, the, I'm the, happy for the, it. The end sequence with the two rolling Velvet uh, Dream DDTs into the Purple Rainmaker, I thought was outstanding. See, it's like, but like moments like this makes me wish that NXT was a little less taped. Like it was, yeah. It wasn't taped a month like that episode was like a month ago. Yeah, like that was right after the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, it had to have been. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, but yeah, no, very cool. Congratulations to Velveteen Dream. Uh, on that, speaking of some other things NXT-wise, um, Velveteen Dream's your new North American champion. Ricochet is was supposed to be competing at Evolve shows coming up. Uh, he was taken off. So now, and Velveteen Dream's replacing him, which is awesome because Velveteen Dream versus Orange Cassidy is going to be so much better than Orange Cassidy versus Ricochet. Yeah, so. uh, Ricochet is still going to be there signing autographs both shows, I believe. You got... Like, I, I wonder why he was taking. Was he taken off because yeah, he's on the main roster now? I, well, I definitely don't think he's on the main roster. Or maybe he's being brought up to the main roster. Well, and that again, that wouldn't because make sense like a, because the... he's still going to be there signing autographs. Yeah. So well, I don't know. I don't know what's for Ricochet. Maybe they're like, okay, we'll still bring him. Yeah, I don't know. It's the fifteenth and sixteenth of uh, March. In Massachusetts and Queens. Uh, the one in Massachusetts, that's the Orange Cassidy versus Ricochet. And then in so, Queens, it's Ricochet teaming up with the tag team champions, Street Profits, uh, to take on Shane Strickland, Eddie Kingston, and Joe Gacy. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's Ooh. that's the NXT world. Let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back here on... Marking out. This is Aaron Sheik. You listen to the Mark and Alt. Back here on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Let's get into some indie and outside the ring mumbo jumbo. Uh, we got to talk about maybe one of our favorite local promotions, and that's the New York Wrestling Connection, NYWC. Psycho Circus 17 is coming up this Saturday, the 23rd. So if you're listening to this Saturday morning, Put down your phone, get in your car, and drive over to the Sportatorium 
433 Brooks Avenue in Deer Park, New York. The but, doors are at 6. I mean, you the bell's still, at 7. You can still listen to us. You don't have to put down your phone. Yeah, I mean, well, put your phone on the charger. Don't look. You have to put it down because you're not supposed to be looking at your phone while you're driving. But anyway, Psycho Circus 17 is this Saturday. The Psycho Circus match, if you're not familiar with it, it's a steel cage with all the weapons you could possibly think of in this match. Um, your main event is going to be Team Bull James versus The Culture, which consists of King Mega, The Rip, the Willow Nightingale also. Yeah. Yeah. Facing off against Team Bull James, which is Rex Lawless. Uh, Chris Statlander's in there. So I like the fact that they have one woman on each team. That's really cool. Also, that adds a nice... Chris Statlander was, uh, I believe, an extra or something at yeah. the NXT tapings. Yeah, because she uh, got a, did a tryout with uh, WWN or Evolve, whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Team Bull James, it's Bull James, Rex Lawless, the Benson Bros, Mouse, and Chris Statlander. Yeah. And the culture, it's uh, King Mega, Brandon Watts, Dave McCall, Nate Carter, Bishop, and uh, Willow Nightingale. Yeah. That should be an awesome, awesome main event. Also and, on the card, you got Bam Sullivan taking on Blake Morris. Yep, Chris Mastretta is taking on against Matt Stryker. Your teacher, my teacher, Matt Stryker. No, he's not my teacher. I'm dead. Well, he's not my teacher at all, but I mean, I yeah. believe that was a nickname or something, maybe. Or Randy, Su- Randy Summers will be taking on the Big O, which is rumored to be Big O's last match in the professional wrestling industry. Um, really cool to see this guy's whole career. You yeah, know, it's pretty crazy pretty crazy and you have uh, your standard your as always your joker's wild battle royal tournament so it'll be a pretty cool event nywcwrestling.com so go check out the psycho circus yeah other things we got to talk about outside the ring stuff the undertaker is booked he's booked at starcast too this is his first out of ww no 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 that's the second people just made a big stink over this because they don't realize he's booked overseas yeah but uh, this is his first in the states could i say that instead? yeah in the states appearance outside of wwe ever actually that's not even true also because he's done oh other God. well no no because he's done other things too but the reason why this is so big is because it's attached to all elite wrestling's double or nothing. It's not though. But it yeah. is. It is. You could you could have Conrad Thompson say that he's not associated with all elite wrestling. You can but say you could we say know. he's not the event itself is not associated with it, et cetera, et cetera. The first Starcast took place when? All in. August. August. Not with all in? With all in, yes. Right. The second Starcast event takes place with what? The very first AEW show? Come on. It doesn't yeah. matter if you fool yourself out there. It does not matter if you're just friends with the guy. It does not matter if you're just there covering the event. Your event is associated with All Elite Wrestling, and that's why it made news. Undertaker is one of these larger-than-life personas who have not really ventured outside of WWE to do other ventures. I don't know why I used venture twice in that sentence. That's fine. But, but I guess it fits. But, uh, yeah, so he's going to be there signing autographs. Uh, another person associated with WWE going to be there is uh, the coach, Jonathan Coachman. Yeah. Obviously not as big as Undertaker. But, no, uh, not at all. But, but, yeah, it's a pretty big thing that Undertaker's going to be there due to, oh, my God, it's 
it's AEW. Yeah, absolutely. And the person that John, uh, that damn, that the Undertaker faced last year at WrestleMania was John Cena. On a totally different spectrum, he's now going to be hosting "Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader?" on Nickelodeon. You know, John Cena is really ascending into that Hollywood role that he was uh, always rumored to do so well in. WWE posted a poll saying who will be, I think, I don't know if it was nominated or who will win an Oscar first. The Rock, John Cena, Batista, or Miz. Batista. Batista? Yeah. No, 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 no. (laughs) I think think to win an actual Oscar, I think the closest person is going to be The Rock. I don't think so. I don't. I mean, look at his movie roles compared to everyone else's. Aren't yeah, like Batista's in one of the biggest grossing box office yeah, franchises in not, history. They're not winning. And he's movies with Robert De Niro, and he's in James Bond, and he's got some but, other yeah, thing not coming up too. Awards for that. You never know. Like oh, best visual award for special effects on one character by an actor. I, I think The Rock has a better shot than that, especially because he's already been in like I feel like Oscar-winning movies. I assume Moana has won an Oscar. Yeah, does that mm-hmm. not count as him like winning an Oscar? I don't know. But speaking of people who are going to win Oscars for playing people in movies, Chris Hemsworth this week <laughs> has been revealed that he's going to be playing Hulk Hogan. In a Netflix biopic. Like, what? (laughs) You go from being Thor to being a Hulk Hogan. No, no, you go from fighting Hulk to being Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Like, that's just a... That's super weird that this is even a thing. A little lower now? (laughs) I guess so, yeah. Yeah, so that's gonna be crazy. (laughs) I loved... Was it the you said the Iron Sheik was trying to get himself booked? Yeah, on this Iron thing? Sheik's trying to get him to get himself booked as the Iron Sheik. Zack Ryder wants to be uh, Brutus. I would love to see that. <laughs> uh, by the way, Moana did not win at the Academy Awards. Oh, it didn't? No. Oh, rats. Yeah, but it, it, uh, it, this. Biopic is something to look forward to. That was biopic. Not I've biopic. I've heard people pronounce it biopic. I've heard biopic. I used to say biopic. Now I just for whatever reason say biopic. Or you say debuts? No, I don't say that. All right. Instead of debut. It's yeah, debut. yeah. No, I got it. But it's just like this. This does not seem like a movie an A lister would be in. Oh, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's like it's weird because like for the longest time we've had that rumored Chris Benoit movie. Oh yeah, who's gonna play Chris Benoit? It was what's his name? Um, oh, he's got the show on. What's his name? Ray Donovan, I think he plays. Oh, what's his name? He was he was Wolverine too. I know exactly who you're talking no, about. He wasn't Wolverine, Lee Lee Shriver. Yeah, Lee F. Shriver. He was Sabretooth, right? Yes. But I, I again, I have no idea what happened with that. But this was completely weird and random that they dropped on us this week. Yeah, I'm bad. I'll, I'll I'm watch, watch it. it. Yeah. Start. I have the Netflix. I'll watch it. I've got the Netflix. <laughs> I just hope it's it's. I guess it's supposed to focus on like Hogan's younger career. I yeah, guess okay. maybe maybe pre Hulkamania even. I don't know. 
But they're going to have, like, I think they're going to have a hard time casting wrestlers. Like, even when you look at the Fighting With My Family movie, yeah. like, the the stuff that changed from real life to movie, it's like, because I lived it, or watched it happen, it's, like, weird to me. Yeah, true. Like, AJ Lee, her gear is all different, and... To me, that's weird, but but hey, I'm I'll I'll watch Chris Hemsworth play Hulk Hogan. I'll go, I'll eventually see Fighting with My Family. I don't know if I'll end up seeing it in the theaters, but it comes out tomorrow. So if you're listening to this tonight or on Friday, go go check that out. Yeah. So all right, so that's some outside the ring talk. Anything else we got to outside the ring stuff wise this week? That's uh, that's all. All right, Dave's not here. I didn't prepare any shameless plugs. Uh, we already went through my match of the week. Brandon, who art thou shouting out? Hey, Vatos! Brandon, shout out! They aired a network special after the Elimination Chamber this week uh, on Mark Henry called World's Strongest Man. And I thought it was great. I hope everyone checks it out. I don't know if I don't know if you got uh, had time to watch it at all. Didn't get around to it yet. Sorry. I thought it was really cool. It goes in depth to uh, Mark Henry's career and his like return after uh, the in like 2002, I think it was, like when he was sent down to OVW. Okay. Yeah. True. It was really good. Up next, Miracle Workers on TBS gets a shout out. It's a new show where Steve Buscemi plays God. Buscemi. I think it's Buscemi. That's Buscemi. I think I feel like I've heard him say Buscemi. I don't know. I feel like everyone in the business says Buscemi. I used to say Buscemi. I don't know. I don't know. But he plays God and uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Mr. Harry Potter fame over there. Uh, he plays an angel or something like that. He works in heaven for God. Um, only two episodes are out, uh, but so far I'm enjoying it. So if you have TBS, check it out. And the last shout-out goes to WWE Confidential. Did you used to watch that show? Nope, sorry. I used to look forward to it every Saturday night. I think it was like 2002-ish. Uh, but WWE added it to the WWE Network this week, and uh, I might have to go back and watch some of the episodes. It would like go behind the scenes, kind of break kayfabe a little bit. Go in depth. Me and Gene Okerlund hosted it, so I'm I'm looking forward to going back and watching some of that. But uh, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our mark out moment of the week. That is right, our mark out moment of the week. NXT guys being on Raw and SmackDown? Yeah, that's it. And you got the text message from me when I came home. I just said, hold on, let me just see if I can pull up the text message. Uh, the Islanders are losing right now to the Oilers. Rats. Oilers? That's a hockey team? The Edmonton Oilers. Why do I not know that? Why have I never heard that? Maybe I have and I just didn't know. I said, I wrote at 10.33. Actually, I've had to have. I wrote at 10.33 to Brandon. I turn on Raw and Alistair Black is on Raw. X question mark question mark three exclamation points. Another question mark until day. Um, and then 
Brandon Wright's Triple H announced earlier, basically an NXT showcase. Wait till you find out Ricochet teamed with Finn Balor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and DIY defeated the Revival, LOL. And I just wrote, bruh. <laughs> and then I didn't respond to Brandon's text message yesterday. Yeah. But that's fine. Yes. That's fine. It's great. I thought it was spectacular. I also, and I want to see more of this now. Uh, yes, 100%. I also marked out a, for a certain announcement for Joey Janela's spring break, a certain... Uh, uh, Person who will be in the cluster backland, backland, backland gimmick. Potato. Sa Rios is announced. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think that, I oh, thought that was pretty cool. That's awesome. I'm about that. And then I have two New Day related ones. The shirt that they wore that I tried to get on uh, Foot Locker today and it was sold out. Oh, it was sold out. I wish, yeah, it came out yesterday. Well, they made a whole brand of those with like different like music yeah, related I things. I wish I those want... were sold on WWE Shop. I know that's what I was thinking. Too. I, would... I thought they were like on like Redbubble or Etsy or something like that. But then I was like, oh, Foot Locker. I was like, uh. Yeah, but I would have. Elect- I would have rocked. Well, see that I don't. What's it? A corn spoof or whatever? Yes. I I'm all about that TLC shirt. I've said it probably many times here. TLC, the Crazy Sexy Cool, was my very first album, as well as uh, Weird Al's Bad Hair Day. Really? Yeah. So those are the very first two CDs I purchased. Probably in relation to each other. Because phony calls and yeah waterfalls. But uh, yeah, and then uh, watching Big E do the intro to New Day's entrance on SmackDown, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Because they, oh, no? they went from doing a, a backstage interview... That's right. Right the into oh, Louisiana, maybe. New Orleans. And I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, very cool. Hop for that, yeah. So yeah, that's our mark out moments of the week, and that's our episode for this week. Marking out episode four hundred and twenty. We thank you very much for listening. Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, YouTube.com slash marking out 11, marking out one at gmail.com. Next week, hopefully, we can get Dave back on the show or we can all get back on the show at the same time. Uh, Dave the Rave underscore MO. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, thank you for Ben Hendles for uh, the comments on markingout.com this week. It's truly appreciated. I hope you guys like my commentary too. It wasn't really that good, but you know. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Chris Sweendog, Chris Sweendog, Brandon on Twitter, at BTTG161, and we wish you the best luck in your, luck future, in your future endeavors. endeavors.